The Stygian Chronicles. How nice to meet you. I am the curator. You have found your way here to my collection. I collect stories and tales of horror and fantasy that stretch the boundaries between the real and unreal. I have just picked up this disquieting tale. Come. Take a seat. Make yourself comfortable. This story is called Muntjack. It was an unfamiliar smell, new and exciting. A smell both abstract and easy to define. It emanated from his shirt, his hair, his fingers, from the crotch of his suit trousers. It was the smell of guilt, and he loved it. Vivaldi's four seasons floated on warm aircon, and the driver mined in tuneless euphoria, immune to the extreme cold and the hostile bite of nature beyond the tinted glass. His smooth hands caressed the leather wheel of the Range Rover, guiding its 4x4 power around the contours of the countryside, over diamond-frosted tarmac, snaking under high hedgerows and a canopy of stars. It was late. Very late. He contemplated calling home, home with its comforts and responsibilities. But his wife would be sleeping by now. Better not to wake her. Excuses were prepared if she woke, but a careful entry and ascent to the bedroom on soft-socked feet should render an explanation unnecessary. A warm shower would consign the night to the plug hole. The impact came suddenly. Just a split second of recognition, a dark blur in his peripheral vision. Time enough to blink and wince. Time enough for nails to grip leather. Time for knuckles to whiten. A sudden wave of cold nausea flooded his body. His legs stiffened. His right foot stamped. Involuntarily and instinctive, but too late. Two sickening jolts as front wheels, then back, rose and fell, rose and fell, then screeched a black leather trail to a standstill. It all happened in an instant, leaving him slumped over the wheel staring with wild, dilated eyes to an indefinable point where the powerful white headlights faded and were engulfed by the blackness of the woods. It took a long while and a very deep breath before he could raise his eyes to the rearview mirror. A surreal red glow illuminated the tarmac until his right leg finally softened and his right foot rose from the floor. Then behind him, all was darkness again. His shaking hand fumbled in the glove compartment, fingers groping for the cold body of a torch. He illuminated its feeble beam, then gingerly stepped outside. 
A weak pool of light competed ineffectually with the headlights as he swept the torch over the front of the vehicle, his breath clouding and his fingers rapidly becoming numb. The chrome bull bars were spattered with blood and a twist of thick brown hair was snagged in the radiator grill. With trepidation, he made his way to the rear. A narrow smear of red stretched from the underside of the vehicle, continuing back down the road to where the torch beam picked out a dark and immobile object, the size of a small child. Cautiously, and with growing anxiety, he followed the trail of blood. As he approached the inert shape, the sinuous trail became a pool, and the dark shape gradually transformed into the carcass of a muntjac deer. He'd heard they'd inhabited the deciduous woodlands that surrounded their country home, yet in the two years they'd been married, he'd never spotted one in the flesh. Now a pair of large black eyes stared lifelessly back at him. The delicate features and the absence of antlers indicated it was female, though its body had been grotesquely mangled. Its hindquarters had been twisted like a dishcloth as it caught the underside of the vehicle's chassis. A sharp edge, perhaps the wheel arch or exhaust housing, had sliced the stomach open from throat to haunches. Foul-smelling fluids flowed amongst the eviscerated entrails in an ever-increasing puddle, as a warm steam rose then dissipated in a thin atmosphere. He felt a wave of relief that the cadaver wasn't human, yet a wave of sympathy for this mutilated creature. The face of peace and innocence now a distorted rictus, its long tongue lolling from a breathless mouth. With a compassion he struggled to understand, he did not want to leave this carcass stretched across the open road. To drive into work the following morning, to face the post-mortem of the office party, and to find the innards of this unfortunate animal dispersed the length of the road by thundering commuter traffic. He resolved to drag the carcass from the roadway and tip it into the undergrowth where nature's scavengers would do their work. He set the torch down, rubbing his hands vigorously for warmth and resolve. He grasped the ankles of the twisted hindquarters, wondering how the scene might look to a passerby. The weight of the animal surprised him. As he tugged at the unyielding flesh, the gaping wound in its abdomen widened, bubbled and pulsated. He dropped the hind legs in shock. Was it possible the creature was still alive? Clasping the torch once more, he bent over the stricken corpse and shone its pale light on the belly of the beast. As he leant in close for a better look, a slender, hooved leg shot out of the open wound, ripping through the placenta that restrained it. He screamed and fell backwards, dropping the torch and floundering amongst blood and amniotic fluid, as first one limb, then a second burst from the rent midriff, kicking ineffectually at the cold night air. The corpse became a freakish apparition, the four lifeless limbs of the mother impervious to the struggling emergent legs of her unborn child. The desire to run fought a desire to help the stricken offspring, and he found himself drawn back towards the prone mammal. He inserted his fingers into the soft, warm flesh that surrounded the protruding legs, battling a repugnant, abhorrent association with his indiscretions earlier that night. Opening the cavity with one hand, and pulling on the protruding legs with the other, the slippery fawn burst into the night air. The man knelt for several moments, holding the frail progeny, as it twitched and gasped, its tiny lungs struggling to adjust to the outside world. The futility soon became apparent. 
This youngster was doomed. Motherless, skeletal, and fighting for life in his bloody hands. He whispered a quiet prayer, stroked its damp neck, then quickly and decisively snapped its neck. As he contemplated the limp form, an intense but irrational fear ran through him. A feeling that he was suddenly vulnerable and alone. Alone against the wilderness, both ostracized and scrutinized by the forces of nature. The cold was intense now, and his clothes, wet with blood and detritus, clung freezing to his limbs. On looking up, he shuddered to see a silent silhouette, standing in a pool of moonlight in the middle of the road motionless and monochrome. A muntjack buck was watching him in silence, its elevated haunches and slender forelegs giving the impression of a huge cloven-hooved rat with sharp, single-spiked antlers resembling horns. The diminutive animal posed no physical threat, yet as the hiss of a cat or the cry of a raven can turn blood to ice, this creature channeled all the vengeance of nature. There was little definition in the black shape other than a scarcely discernible brightness in its eyes, which stared with malevolent intensity. The man dropped the dead fawn on the bloody remains of its mother and ran for his car. The Range Rover crept up the gravel drive and eased to a standstill. After a long moment to compose himself, the man finally got out and approached the porch. The door eased open and he stepped into darkness and removed his shoes. He stripped off his blood-soaked shirt with revulsion, discarded his trousers in the laundry basket, and headed for the brandy in the living room. He was surprised to find his wife standing in the shadows, lit by a silver light that shone through the open French windows. A chill breeze gently moved the folds of her nightdress, but she stood tall and upright, gazing out across the expansive lawn caressing the contours of her pregnant belly. Where have you been? She asked with a cold indifference that frightened him. In spite of his disheveled nakedness, he wanted to hold her, to hold her close. But she shrank away from him like a ghost. You're filthy, she said. I had an accident. Apparently so, she replied, running her index finger over the faint nail marks down his back. And then the smell of guilt returned, not exciting this time, but foul and asphyxiating, like the smell of death. Look. He followed the direction of her finger to the center of the lawn. A muntjack buck stood motionless, staring towards the house with dark black eyes. Only this time it wasn't staring at him. It was staring at his wife, the mother of his unborn child and she returned the creature's stare in silent communion. The man had wronged them both, and nature would be avenged. At that moment, the man knew he would lose his family. Not suddenly, like the impact of a car, but gradually, like slowly freezing ice. Well, there you have it. Actions can have unexpected consequences. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to come and visit again 
I have plenty more tales to tell. Good night, and take care. You never know what's out there. The Stygian Chronicles was written, performed, and sound designed by SoundMat73. The story Muntjack was written by Toby Norways, and The Role of the Wife was performed by Pamela Jones. If you want to help support the Stygian Chronicles, you can find us on social media or contribute to our Patreon at the Stygian Chronicles. 